Hey Jams 105.3. It's in there pretty with me, your favorite radio reverend, Preach Easy in the morning. How you doing this morning? I hope that this Sunday morning is going easy as your gospel should be. If it's your first time with me, then allow me to reintroduce myself. They call me Preach Easy, not because I'm easy on the eyes, but because I believe the gospel should be easy like your Sunday morning. That means here on Kate Jams 105.3, we're going to be diving into the nitty gritty, you know, answering the questions that you ask yourself in the middle of the night, like, who am I? What is my purpose? Why did God make me? Well, I believe all the answers to that are real easy because they start with you. The journey getting there, the journey getting there is where it gets a little tough, where it can get a little difficult, but that's what I'm here for. As your favorite radio reverend, as the most poppin' podcast pope, oh yes, I'm on all streaming platforms, so that means all you gotta do is just type in Preach Easy, wherever it is that you listen to your music or you get your podcast. Heck, I've made it so easy that you can go ahead and type it in on Google. You just type in Preach Easy, that's P-R-E-A-C-H, pull a space between e dot z now to keep you tuned in and up to date especially as we dive in in today talking all about loving thy neighbor now you may remember our love series back in february when we when we went through all four of the old greek words for love however Today we are talking about love thy neighbor. So before we dive too far in, let's go ahead and gather up, you know, our issues, our challenges, those situations and problems we've been carrying with us for the past week, the past month, maybe for the past year, however long it's been. Let's go ahead and give them to the Lord now so we can focus in on this prayer moment. So go ahead and gather up those issues, those challenges, those situations and problems, and let's give them on over to the Lord now. So just go ahead and exhale. Just Now that we created a space to move in the groove, let's go ahead and breathe on in the promises, the blessings, the good news, and the gospel that the Lord has coming up for us in the next week, the next month. Lord, if you're able and willing, we know you are, we'll take you the next 30 minutes, Lord, in the next 30 seconds. So let's go ahead and breathe on in the promises, the blessings, the good news, and the gospel that the Lord has for us. Go ahead and breathe it in now. Just... Now that we centered ourselves, let's go ahead and dive on in, all talking about loving thy neighbor. This past week, specifically in America, has been a week full of multiple different national stories of neighbor attacking neighbor. Over small discrepancies, over small instances that could have been resolved with a conversation, with two people leading or walking away, that led to four different unrelated incidents of gun violence, where neighbors simply causing an, in- or an interaction that sometimes even started by a simple mistake. Four entirely different interactions across the entire country of America where it leaves the American people with a feeling of worry. This feeling of dread or fear from our neighbor. This isn't something new that's only arisen in the last week, but is instead something that is endemic to a problem that has been spreading throughout America and much of the world for arguably way too long. Neighbor attacking neighbor. Despite the facts that one of the greatest commandments that Christ calls upon us 
right after the commandment to love God with all of our heart, our soul, and our mind, Christ simply asks us to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. Christ asks this in Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 through 39. He simply replies to the Pharisees, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. But the second is like this. Love your neighbor as yourself. For so many, when they see stories of this, neighbor attacking neighbor, it becomes difficult, fearful even, to try and follow this commandment that Christ asks us to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. For so many of us, we can find difficulties even loving the people that we're expected to love, let alone the person who just so happens to be in the same space or location nearby to the house that I'm paying way too much for. But being and loving your neighbor is more than just the physical location. Your neighbor is everyone anyone, in all spaces and interactions we come across. But for so many of us, the constant fear of our neighbor not loving ourselves, not loving us, or even worse, us not being able to love ourselves enough to love a neighbor, grips us in fear and causes us to never fulfill this commandment. For many, even Christians, as they go about their day and their life, they question and wonder, why should I love my neighbor? What value does this give me to my life, to my experience? What do I gain from going out of my way to interact with someone that I really don't have to? My neighbor is just someone I can pass on the street. My neighbor is just someone that I saw at the supermarket. My neighbor is someone that accidentally got my mail instead of me. What does this benefit for me to love my neighbor? What value is found? What's so interesting is this cause, this commandment to love thy neighbor, isn't simply found in Judeo-Christian text, but is instead mirrored and shared around the world, both in India and in Africa. From Buddhist and Hindu thought, they have this idea of emptiness. This idea that nothing exists, especially people, without the requirements or the fulfillment of something else. Whether it be a bucket or a chair, for a bucket to be a bucket, it still requires water to be filled or to be empty from it, meaning that it innately is empty. For a chair to be a chair, to fulfill its destiny and its duty, it must have someone else there for it to support. For stairs to be stairs, someone has to walk up them. They can exist and they can be there, but they won't be stairs until someone uses them. See, humanity is much like the same way. We are empty without someone else. Our purpose, our destiny, it's built and attached to those around us. Our identity, who we are, comes from who we came from. Our family history, our environment, and how it shaped us and formed us. No human was born empty and absent of any other connection. Instead, we fill ourselves from those experiences and people that are around us. In African philosophy, they have the idea of Ubuntu, which means I am because we are. The idea is that our identity is built upon not only how we view ourselves, but also upon how others view us. 
that it reveals a certain pathway, a certain part of us that we would never be able to understand without another person being there. See, what love offers is fulfillment. When Christ says to love your neighbor as yourself, Christ is calling this commandment not only to better the world around you, but it's also calling this to better yourself. We can't be all who we, we are meant to be without others. We can't be all who Christ called us to be without loving someone else. But in order to love others, we have to recognize that this love not only deepens the community, it not only betters those around us, but it betters and fulfills ourselves. That we learn more about ourselves when we interact with others. The other thing that holds people back from fulfilling this commandment, despite the fact that love is repeated throughout multiple times in the text, in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8, it says, Above all, love each other deeply. Because love covers the multitude of sins. For so many, we have this fear of loving our neighbor because we have a misunderstanding about what love is. And that's fine. I've talked about this back in February. If you want to go back during our love series, we understood that love is broken down into four different Greek words from the Judeo-Christian understanding. But what Christ is calling us to do here is to love from a storge love, a familiar love. This familiar love of storge is meant to find anything, something, everything that connects us. Because what we learned from the last moment, understanding that we are empty, that to understand who we are, we must have connections with someone else. This understanding that our self-identity is not only built upon who we view ourselves as, but how others view us as well. Storge love is about finding all those different threads that already naturally connect us. Humans are connected by a thousand different threads. Love and loving our neighbor is about finding just one of those threads that unite us. Maybe it's that we both love music. Maybe it's that we both believe in the betterment of humans. Maybe it's that we both love this specific anime or we love that one song. Maybe we both love this one show, or we don't like that how this show reacts. Whatever that one single thread is, grab onto it. Pull it out. Find something, anything, everything to unite with your neighbor. Because that's what the commandment is asking us to do. In the face of worrisome weeks like the one we just had, in the face of a world that seems to be more divided than it is together, Christ commands us to love anyway. To love despite all of the division. To love despite all of the difficulties. To love because there is differences and diversity. When Christ calls us to love our neighbor, it's not an act of pure selflessness, but it's an act where Christ is trying to call you to fulfill yourself. For even the most selfish person loves to offer something to them. It offers them fulfillment of their soul. Because we are empty. As humans, our destiny, our identity, it's built upon others. 
When God created Adam and Eve at the beginning, God said it is not good for a person to be alone. Some interpretations even view that God created Adam and Eve at the same time from the dirt simply there. But we all can see in 1st Genesis, God says, let us make them in our image, revealing how God, God's self exists in a community, exists in an ever evolving storge love where the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit are continuously in a community loving one another in ultimate fulfillment. That's what it means to be alive. That's what it means to exist, to love and be loved. Loving thy neighbor isn't just a commandment, asking so that Christ can better bring in the kingdom. Loving your neighbor is what Christ is calling so that you can be fulfilled. So I'm asking, because it is that easy, to take this week, to take the next two weeks, to just take today, if that's all you can manage for now, to extend some love, to find the strands of love that bind us, to elevate what unites us, and to mend what is divided moment by moment. I'm not saying that by loving your neighbor, all of the issues and problems will be solved by tomorrow or next week. But I'm saying by loving your neighbor and focusing on those strands, it's so much easier to give them the benefit of the doubt. By loving our neighbors, perhaps the four incidents that happened this week wouldn't have happened. By loving our neighbors, perhaps we would be able to just for one moment, for one second, be able to rethink our actions and save a life, to protect someone, to not create another statistic in America. By loving our neighbor, it is just that easy to save a life, to find a simple strand, a simple reason it may not feel huge. It may not be the most mountainous or humongous action that unites you. You may not even be best friends afterwards. The idea is to find the single strand, sometimes the smallest strand, just so you can see the humanity in someone else, just so you can continue to fulfill the commandment of loving your neighbor, because it is just that easy. This is your favorite radio reverend Preach Easy asking you to fulfill Christ's commandment, to love your neighbor, to fulfill and fill the emptiness that all of us have, to Ubuntu, to learn to be who you are from who we are collectively, to find those individual strands from the people who look different from you, who talk different from you, who believe different from you. Find that one reason that ties you together across cultural lines, across religious lines, across all lines, simply so we can prove that we can do it, that we are better, and that it is just that easy. This is your favorite Radio Reverend Preach Easy. That was my interpretation of Christ's commandments for loving your neighbor for Matthew chapter 22, verse 37 through 39. Let me know your interpretations down below. If you have any anything you'd like to share, comment down below. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe, and send it to a friend if you liked any part of this. And no, I'll be praying for you till you hear from me again. Your favorite Radio Reverend Preach Easy, signing off.